Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Mastering College to Career podcast. I am your host, Daniel Botero, and in this podcast, we help college students just like you get internships and job offers from top companies. In this podcast, we explore topics such as networking, interviewing, resume writing, and many other topics that will get you those jobs. Not only do I speak on these topics myself, but I also interview other subject matter experts, including CEOs, university presidents, and Fortune 500 executives. We also interview college students just like you in the hopes that you can relate to their stories and learn from their journey. So if you're a college student looking to get ahead, look no further and welcome to the Mastering College to Career podcast. All right, so before we get started, I want to take a couple of seconds to tell you about the Mastering College to Career Academy. The Academy is a mentoring program that helps college students land the jobs of their dreams before they graduate. In this academy, I will teach you application hacks that will automatically help you beat over 90% of all other job applicants, networking tactics that will give you access to the hidden job market where over 80% of jobs are filled, interview techniques that will practically guarantee you make it through every round of the interviews and win the offer. And I will also connect you with my network of thousands of HR professionals and hiring managers that love hiring my students. So if you're interested in learning more about this program, just send me a message and let's see if the Academy is a good fit for you. All right, welcome, 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 welcome back to this episode of the Mastering College to Career Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, you won't believe after this conversation we're about to have that the student that I'm having, she's a student. This is what I start with a student, but it's like an industry expert here who's a student who is so knowledgeable about career and helping college students get jobs with some top companies. She leads by example. She is so driven. If I have a daughter, I want her to be half of the woman that this guest is. She's awesome. So Stephanie, welcome to the show. By the way, Stephanie is a career consultant, public speaker, and the founder of Max Up. And I'm so excited to have her on the show. She is always such a pleasure to have a conversation with. And so, yeah, this is a long introduction, but you, you deserve it. So welcome. What's going on? Thank you, Daniel. Thank you. That was a great introduction. And, and uh, thank you to everyone who is listening to this. I'm, I'm excited for all the words of wisdom that we're about to share here. The hustle is real with Stephanie. Tell us a little bit about you. And what drives you, your motivation, your drive to only sleep three hours a day? <laughs> That's funny that you mentioned that because um, I, was, I was actually having this conversation with someone before. So, so who I am, as, I think that's one of the most important questions that I always ask myself, who I am. And I think it, it combines to what, what I always say about what is my brand and what do I showcase and what do I portray and what do I add value to others? So when I think about Stephanie, I think about someone who cares about people, someone who wants to uplift others, someone who wants to break limiting beliefs, someone who wants to make people understand that if they have a vision and a mission, they can achieve that, that they don't have to stick to the status quo, that they don't have to stick to what society tells them to do, and that they can do things that I did, for example, as being a college student and having my own business. 
that's something that is a stigma because a college student having a business, it's not really something very common, but I am here to tell people that the story can be changed, the narrative can be changed. What drives me, it's knowing that there's thousands and thousands of people out there who needs help and that somehow, some way, at the age of 21 years old, I'm able to help them. I'm able to make an impact on their lives. So I don't go by motivation. I go by inspiration because I feel like you could get motivated in an hour and then the next hour don't feel that motivation anymore. However, when you're inspired, when you feel the inspiration inside of you that makes you just sleep three hours a day, that makes you wake up every day and just wanting to do something, that's what drives me, inspiration. And what advice do you have for a college student listening to us talk right now that says, Stephanie, I, I don't have anything that inspires me to get up. Like, I'm just in college because my parents told me to do it, or I'm just in college because I just knew that that's what I needed to do to be successful um, in life. I would tell you that when I, when I first, and, and I'm going to come back to, to when I came to this country. So I left my country. I left my background. I left my culture, everything to come to the U S five years ago. And I had the same mentality that I needed to go to college to be successful, that I needed to, that I had to get a job to, to be successful. And for me, that was not motivation. For me, that was not inspiration. I did not have that. And so for those of you who think that you don't have an inspiration, think about what you like to do. Do you like to spend five hours reading a book? Do you like to spend five hours socializing with people? Do you like to talk? Do you like to play a sport? Maybe that small thing that makes you wake up at 7 a.m. for a practice for sports. Maybe that book that makes you go to sleep at 5 a.m. so you can just complete it or read it in one day. Maybe that is motivation. Can you get out of that? Can you get something out of that? Think about the practice that you do, the sport that you do. How much discipline does it take to play a sport? How much inspiration does it take to play a sport? Now compare that to going to college. Think about what is your, what is your goal? Why, why are you going to college every day? What do you want to get out of that? How do you see yourself after finishing college? Those are the questions that you should ask yourself. I think everyone has its own inspiration. You just got to find it. You just got to look at yourself. Think about what moves you, what drives you to do something else. And then compare that to what makes you go to college. And I'm sure you will find what inspires you to do it. Because I believe that because your parents told you to go to college, that's just a limiting belief. Because your parents tell you to be a doctor or a lawyer, if, if, that's, if that's not what you want to do, that's just a limiting belief. And you're the only one who could break that and make things happen. I love like the way that you think about it and the mindset. I think everything that you talk about, and even when I look at your LinkedIn content, even the conversations that we had, 
you have a very, very mature mindset, like a mindset that I, I've very rarely find somebody as young as you have to have this growth mindset, to have this, it's up to me to succeed, to have this, I don't know if you've ever heard the, you know, internal or external locus of control. There's this book called Man's Search for Meaning, this, A Man's Search for Meaning. And it was written by a doctor who was a Jew that was in a concentration camp who literally talked about how literally your mindset can kill you. And it's also the reason why you survive. And you have this internal of control, internal of, of control where I feel like if something good happens to you, you work for it. If something bad happens to you, you look at yourself and say, what could I have done better? Right. And that is a statistically speaking, that's the qualities they need to be successful long-term in life. How, or when did you start creating that mindset? What's, what sparked that interest to you to do in person, to focus on personal development, to focus on your branding, to focus on your mindset, to invest in your future, like the way that you've been doing. So it, that's a, that's a very interesting question. Um, I would go back to something I heard, I think about three years ago about sharpening your knives. So, and, and this is like a Chinese Japanese way of saying developing your skills. So, before I used to be very afraid to look at myself and see the things that I do good and the things that I needed to work on. The reason why it's because based on the culture that I was raised at, you know, looking at the things you do, you do bad or the things that you need to work on was not a thing. For me, I feel like if you want to become the best version of yourself, that is key for you to understand what are, what are the wrong things that, you're, that you need to improve and what are things that you're working on that you need to, to even make it better. For me, I think it, it all started when I was in high school. I used to watch all my classmates. Um, I was the youngest one in the class. My high school graduation, I graduated from high school when I was 14 years old. Um, everyone from my class was 18 and 19. There was a huge gap in, in age. We, we were like four years apart. And so I was always surrounded by people who already had a different mentality than the, the one I had. And so I would always think about what were the things that they were doing that were working for them and what were the things that they were not doing i was always curious to to improve myself i would always find myself reading books i would always find myself going on youtube videos and trying to understand how the mind works what it is to have a growth mindset and so that's when i discovered that you know developing your own brand knowing who you are it all comes down to like wanting to be better. You know, sometimes we, with, we hear that phrase like, I want to be better. I want to be like XYZ person. And so how can we get to that level? It's all about mindset. It's all about having a growth mindset. And so every time when I was a child, when I would look at, at, at a leader, a role, a role model, I would, I would think I want to be like that person. But how can we get to that level? It's all about the mindset. It's all about developing a growth mindset. And I always had that stick in my mind. And so I always wanted to, to do something about it. And that's why I always watch videos. I always ask questions. And I always start looking at myself for things that I could develop 
to improve my EQ. Emotional intelligence, it's important and it is a thing. I love it. And one of the things like that you do so well, right? It's not the mindset piece is absolutely crucial of why I think you're so successful and why you will forever be so successful. But one thing I've noticed that you are is very resourceful. You're very, very resourceful. And I looked at your LinkedIn and I had to go back and look at it. If you will go to your experiences, right? Your experience section in your LinkedIn. So if you're not connected with Stephanie right now, you can go to the show notes and connect with her and you can check out her experience, see what I'm talking about as we speak. And you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, um, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20 different like projects, work experience that you've done. That's amazing. And a lot of them, it's a good job with personal branding, but you have, you've realized that there's a lot of programs that you can apply to, to attend that so many students fail to even realize that exist. And so first of all, props to you for being extremely resourceful. But I want to talk about that because those are like things that could open so many doors. Like that's only from 2018 and up. So you did all that in the last two years. Talk to me about that. I know it's probably a lot you could talk about. We can cry, create five episodes of a podcast on what I yeah. just asked. But tell me a little bit about this. You know, that's one of the most common questions I get. Stephanie, how do you find out about all these opportunities? And so, it, so I could tell you, right? I have attended more than 100 networking events in the last two years. Every time I would go on a company's website and I see an event, I would sign up for it. You know, I, as soon as I know about organizations on campus, I would sign up for it. I wouldn't even look at what they do. I wouldn't even look at like what the goal is. I would at least give myself a chance to attend at least one meeting, know what they do, know what the opportunities are. After I start, you know, relating myself with different organizations, I started to see all the opportunities that they had available. And I applied. I think people are afraid of applying. And, and so before going to being afraid of applying, the first thing to know is that networking is crucial. Most of the opportunities I've gotten and all of them that you just listed on LinkedIn have gotten out of networking. Me attending an event, me talking to someone else, me having a friend who already did the, the, the experience, right? So when I first started in 2018, what I would do is that most of the closer connections that I made on LinkedIn, I would go on their profiles and I would see their experiences. And then I would see that they did XYZ program. And I would be like, hey, this program sounds very interesting. Can you tell me more about that? What do you learn? What do you get out of the program? And so then after the conversation is done, I would ask them, is there a way that I could apply for it? So having the conversation, knowing what the program is about, and then from there moving into applying to the program. And I just kept doing that. And I just kept doing that for a month. And I just kept applying. And I just kept going to conferences after conferences. And people will think that that's a lot. But I think everyone knows their limits right? And so if you can manage to do six conferences in in one year, that's perfectly fine. For me, I wanted to push myself. I wanted to know what my limit is. 
And that's why I started doing that. I would, I would, Google is my best friend. I would go on the company's website. I would go on their careers. I would go on the diversity programs. I would connect with recruiters and not, not for a job. And, and I want this to, I want to make this clear. I would connect with recruiters not to get a job, but to know what diversity programs they have at their company. Why? Because I wanted to be part of those programs. Because before I even think about joining a company or deciding between careers, I want to know if that culture fit is a good one for me. So I would attend different diversity programs, different professional development programs. And so there's this phrase going around about repetition. I don't know if you ever heard about that, but the more you repeat things to yourself, to your mind, the more it sticks to you, right? So the more you hear about professional development, personal development, EQ, you know, communication, right? The more you hear about it, the more it sticks to you. And that's what happened with me. Attending conference after conference, program after program, professional development after professional development, it started to stick with me. And then it started to help me shift my mindset. So it's not only about how I personally help my mindset to be shift, but also how I use those resources to help me change my mindset. So just to recap, look at your closer connections on LinkedIn. What programs have they gone through? Can you ask them, well, what did they get out of the program? Can you see and not feel afraid to apply for the program? And then apply for it. You don't lose anything. Don't feel afraid to apply. And the next thing is networking. Ask people, companies, recruiters. Look at the company's LinkedIn. They usually always have a program that is available. They always post it. Sign up for the newsletters of the companies. If you're not signed up for your top five companies newsletter, then you need to do it today because they always send emails about all the new programs that they have. I would always be looking out for those emails and I would apply. Hey, Daniel here. We've just hit the middle of the episode, but before we move on, I want to share the story of one of the students who recently went through my academy. Hey, everybody. I'm Ashley, and I'm currently a guest experience management intern at Walt Disney World. And quite honestly, uh, I wouldn't be here if it weren't for joining the Mastering College to Career Academy. Before the academy, I had a pretty good plan on where to go, but I didn't know how to get there. So thanks to joining the Academy and going through all the content and just engaging with Daniel and you know and himself on LinkedIn and everything, I was able to build up the courage basically, build up my resume and just apply for this amazing program that I'm a part of right now. Um, it, what's amazing is that I get to park every single day right next to um, the Tron construction. So I get to see all of that in action, um, being a management intern. And it's so great. I absolutely love it. And I recommend that you join as well so you can be a part of something great that's gonna help with your career. And it's less than even a class, like a college credit. So definitely you get your money's worth. Uh, so please do it and just go out there and get your dream internship and or job. So, okay, so yeah. If you want me to help you reach your career goals, just contact me. And now let's get back to the rest of the show. Talk to me a little bit about the program. How many program? How many of these programs have you attended? I know I saw some with um, the, the Hispanic Scholarship Fund, Forbes 30 Under 30, 
American Express. Um, you had one with JP Morgan Chase. I mean, you've had amongst many. How are those programs cost money for students to attend? So most of the programs are completely paid by the company. I did not spend a penny on any of these programs. They pay not for even travel. Not even travel. They pay for your flight. They pay for your stay. They pay for your food. They pay for everything. So I mean, you're getting all this for free. I think the only one that I had to pay out of pocket was the Forbes Under Thirty program, out of the all of the programs that I have listed on my LinkedIn. So most of the programs are completely and fully paid by the companies. And here's the thing: I think the difference between the Forbes Thirty Under Thirty and the other ones that you've attended is that. The, the other ones, their ultimate goal is to hire you. And so the, the budget for them to try to, you know, the budget that they do to create that program is to try to hire and retain top diverse students. So um, there's just a lot of opportunities. If you are early enough in your career, this is literally the easiest path to do that because a lot of times they don't get tens of thousands of applicants because most people don't even know these exist which is the beautiful part about this. And, um, and this is just becoming a trend for companies to hold this types of summit to bring awareness because there's this war on talent um, that I expect once this coronavirus thing um, to, once we get a vaccine, things to go back to normal, this program's to reamp again. So unfortunately, if you're listening to this, I think some of these programs will be one of the first things that get eliminated by companies just because of a lot of groups gathering. Uh, but it's, it's obviously, you, you got to go to the company's website, stay up to date. You know, if you just go to Stephanie's, again, LinkedIn, you know, I'm driving them to your LinkedIn. She pretty much, if you look at her experience, there's a database of finances and accounting companies. This program's right there and done. Um, but the fact that you could travel the whole country for free as a student, get exposure to top companies, because only really top, top companies have these types of programs and can afford to do these types of programs. Mm -hmm. And then three, network, the network that you get to build once you're there with students all across the country from top universities will even probably be the, more important than anything else that you get out of it. And let me add something to that. So I could tell you on an average, I would get 100 new connections out of every conference I attended. And I'm talking about actually connections, like talking to people not just adding them on LinkedIn. So imagine if you attend six conferences or six programs, whatever it is, one day, and you get 20, 50 new people, 100. Imagine your network at the end of five years, once you finish your college career. It's going to be huge. And one tip I'm going to give those who are listening to this is, if you don't know about a program, but then you see it in someone else's profile, or you see someone who applied this year, but you don't, you don't got to apply, you know what you do? Create an Excel sheet with all the programs and all the names of those programs. Look them up on Google. But when do they when do they actually start? When do they close? And what's the status? So what you're gonna do is that you're gonna keep looking at that Excel sheet and then you apply next year. So that's what you do if you want to really grow your network, if you want to be part of these programs, and of course as you said, the easiest path to get hired because companies are investing in us. This is a lot of money that companies are investing because they know that we put a lot of work into these applications. These are not simple, just fill out forms. These are 
extensive essays, extensive time consuming for our students. So they know that if they invest this money, they know that most, most of the return on investment is going to be great. But we need to take advantage of that. Yeah, I mean, the, the fact is this, they're whining and dining you because you've identified yourself as a top talent because you've invested in yourself enough to find out that conferences exist, apply for them, and, and it's just a snowball effect from there. So that's amazing. And I think it all starts with your mindset and the fact that you're resourceful about it. And so I, I did want to talk about that because I think it's important. The last thing I want to talk about in this episode of the podcast, because I'm sure um, if you ever wanted to, you're always welcome to come back and we could talk about a million other things, but is your company max up because it's so you like even the name is so you. So tell me about your company. Tell me about the name. Tell me about what motivated to start and tell me about all the haters that say, Hey, why is a college student giving career advice? I love it. <laughs> so it, let me, let me give you a little background of, of, um, when I came to the U S five years ago, um, many of you may not notice this or may not know, but I did not speak English when I came to the U.S. five years ago. And I'm talking about not even being able to establish a simple conversation like, hello, how are you? And when I applied for college, when I came here five years ago, I got rejected by all of them my first year. So I had to find a solution. I'm a first-generation college student, so I did not know anyone who could tell me what, where were the opportunities at. How could I potentially go about the college process? How to navigate a career? In my country, there's not such a thing as an internship. So when I came here and people would tell me, oh, you have to get XOC internship, I didn't even know what an internship was. So when I came here and I, and, and, you know, I, I taught myself English for a year, I reapplied got into my school, my dream school in New York. And although I landed my dream career at my dream company, there was a lot that I had to, to face. There was a lot of struggles. There was a lot of obstacles in my way. And I know there's a lot of people out there that kind of like went through the same experiences that I did. And so I wanted to make a difference. And as I, say, as I said at the beginning of, the, of this episode, I'm the type of person, I'm a firm believer of breaking limiting beliefs. For me and, and, my, and my parents and my family, the, the belief was that coming to the U.S. and getting accepted into college was it. That was it. I made it. You know? For me, that was just the beginning. That was just the initial stage of everything. So last year, I remember this day, January 3rd, 2019, Daniel posted this episode about what is your why? And as I was listening to the episode, I realized that I didn't know what my why was. I knew I was doing a lot of this professional development and career coaching, but I didn't know what my why was. I didn't know how to identify it. So after that, a few months later, I watched a video of this guy talking about maximizing. And I wanna, I wanna put an emphasis on this word, maximizing. So there's this phrase going around called, the sky is the limit. I'm here to tell you that the sky is actually not the limit. There's always room for improvement. 
there's always room to level up. There is always room to maximize where you already are. Think about a CEO. Think about an owner of a company. Why do you think they have coaches for? Why do you think they have mentors? Because there's always something that they want to level up. There's always something that they want to maximize. So if you think about it that way, there's always something in ourselves that we can improve. That's why I created MaxUp. MaxUp stands for maximizing your potential. There's always something that we can maximize. And I'm a firm believer that as a college student, I can help maximize some potentials of not only college students, but professionals as well. As I said at the beginning, I, I, I didn't want my title of college student to be the obstacle of me creating a business. Because that's not an obstacle, that's an asset, right? If you ever took an accounting class, you should know that asset is equal to liabilities plus owner's equity. I didn't want my title of college student to be a liability. In the opposite, I took it as my asset. Why? Because I know what a lot of college students are going through. And I needed to utilize that as a way to let people see that I had the experience. But let me tell you something, the experience doesn't build by itself. You have to work for it. And so if you may ask me, why did I ever also go to a lot of professional development workshops? Why did I network with so many people? Because I wanted to build myself up so that I could provide people what I provide right now with MaxUp. So this didn't come after one night, after two nights. This was a year, a two year process because I needed to develop myself into the person that I am today. And I keep developing myself every day. So when you think about what I do with MaxUp, it's about developing yourself every day. This is not a one-time process. This is not just landing your dream career, but becoming the best person of yourself. Compare it to CEOs who always have a coach to listen to them because there's always something that they want to improve. And so if you ever look at your role mother, they also have a coach. So think about yourself. Think about how you can improve and become the best version of yourself. That's why I started MaxUp. And I want to maximize potentials of everyone in this world. I love it. I'm just listening to you because I'm so proud of you. You are, your mindset is so sharp and it's so true. Everybody needs a coach. I think about like the greatest people, uh, successful people in their field. And if we think about it, like in sports, like no one's, you could arguably no one's better at Michael than, than basketball than Michael Jordan was. He had multiple coaches. Uh, Tiger Woods in golf, he had multiple coaches. You talk about Tom Brady right now. He has multiple coaches and has a whole team to help him maximize his, his potential. And so I think you're right. Like, I, I think it doesn't matter if you're a college student. Like, that's, that's an asset and I liability. And I'm so proud of you for doing that. Um, what is the best way for students listening to this that were inspired by your message and want to get a hold of you? Yeah, so they can add me on LinkedIn as Stephanie Nwesi. Um, They can also find my company MaxUp on LinkedIn and Instagram as MaxUp. And they could also email us at hello at themaxup.com. I'm going to put that in the show notes. Um, 
Stephanie, thank you. You've been an awesome guest. Thank You've you, dropped so much knowledge. Your mindset's on point. You're, you're resourceful. You are such an asset to all the college students out there. I encourage you guys to connect with her. Follow her on LinkedIn. She is amazing at personal branding, at making sure you reach your full potential. And everybody, thank you so much for listening and catch you guys on the next episode. All right, my friend, congratulations for making it all the way to the end of the podcast. In the age of short attention span, this speaks volumes of you. So now, if you found value in this episode, then I am sure you're going to find value in the Mastering College to Career Academy. So if you want to learn more a little bit about that academy, go to masteringcollegetocareer.com or just send me a message. And Thank you so much for listening and catch you guys all on the next episode.